Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Status Alternative Podcast. My name is Brittany, and on today's episode, it's going to be a part of my How I Got Into series, but in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Andy, we're going to be talking to Andy Brewer from the Rating Room Podcast on today's episode. Say hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. That's not what you meant, is it? Um, hi, everybody. <laughs> um, thanks, Brittany, for having me on the show. Uh, really glad to to be here, and uh, I can't wait to talk pro wrestling with you. All right. So um, the way this came about was I was on your podcast with Jay, uh, the Rating Room, a couple of like I want to say months or weeks back, and you want to explain your podcast and what it is that you guys do over there? Yeah, sure. So Jay and myself host the Rating Room. We're currently coming to the end of season one, which has been all about the works of James Bond. So we've gone through the 25 films of James Bond. And then we've had some Bond super fans talking about their their love of Bond and their favorites of the the, the franchise. But with, with you, Brittany, we did something a little bit different because throughout the podcast, I've talked about various wrestlers that have appeared in the James Bond franchise. And you being a big wrestling fan, we thought, let's combine the two worlds together. So we talked about wrestling and James Bond as a, as a combination. So that was a kind of a unique episode of our Rating Room podcast, and it's been recently released. I think as we're recording, it was released yesterday, so feel free to check that out. But we're continuing on with movie themes as we go into season two. We've not announced the theme yet, but we're going to be talking more movies. But it's uh, Jay and myself, we have a chat about things that we we note. We rank some of the features, and it's just generally um, a lighthearted look at movies that we enjoy, or mostly enjoy. Gotcha. Very cool. So let's dive right in then. So today we will be talking about one of my favorite things, pro wrestling. So I got into pro wrestling around like late 2005, early 2006 when I was 12. Uh, I was a WWE fan in 2009. I started watching TNA Impact from 2011. No, 2000. Yeah, 2011 to like 2012. Uh, I then watched WWE from like on and off from like 2013 to 2020. Uh, then I started watching AEW from 2020 until now. Uh, I've watched a couple of like New Japan and obviously other different promotions whenever I can catch them. And uh, yeah, I've also been going to a lot of indie wrestling in my city. So my question to you is, how did you get into pro wrestling and how old were you? So I would have been maybe six or seven. So this would have been early 90s. And uh, in the UK, uh, we didn't have a lot of wrestling that I was aware of. The World of Sport um, program, I think, had just come to an end at that point, which was big in the 60s and 70s and 80s. But my older brother had some WWF at the time, uh, VHS tapes. And the very first one I remember watching was WrestleMania 4, which was the, the big tournament to crown a new champion, which was won by... Macho Man Randy Savage. So he became my favorite. And then from that point onwards, it was just watching as much wrestling as I could find on, on VHS. And we would get some from the local flea market. And I ended up watching all the WrestleManias and uh, various other things. But then sometime around, well, not too long after I started watching after it, I saw this character called The Undertaker. And I was obsessed from that point onwards. And he was my favorite for, from that point onwards. And then... As, as I grew up, I got into the magazines, the figures, the the, the toys, all, all the kind of things that I could get my hands on. 
and it, it became almost an obsession as a child uh, to the point where it was like people in, in school would know as oh that's the that's the wrestling fan in the in the schoolyard <laughs> that's they would uh, call me that and then um it just kind of went from there so so WWF was my promotion of choice at the time because there wasn't really a, a lot of other uh, promotions to choose from but then in sort of my teenage years so there's sort of late 90s as we're getting into the attitude era the monday night war era um i became a fan of wcw as well now we in the uk we didn't have the wrestling live so the monday night war wasn't really a thing for us we got mm -hmm. wcw at eight o'clock on a friday night and then wwf at 10 o'clock on a friday night so we could watch them back to back and then it just took off from there and uh, i've it's always had a special place in my heart ever since yeah i feel the same way so that actually answers my second question of like were you a wwe fan um i know like as i've gotten older and i've like started to like like do my research and go back and like realize the like the monday night wars was like how big of like wrestling had gotten by like 1997 like of course hearing about the history of how it was in the 60s the 70s the 80s 90s until now so um, to stray away from like the bigger promotions, did you go to any indie wrestling events? I know there is like kind of a wrestling scene in the UK, but it's relatively small. So were you like going to these indie wrestling events? Not so much at the time when I started as a child. I've been to a few in more recent years, but I do remember a couple of shows when I was in my teenage years. So one was when I was on holiday, I was at the seaside. And they had like a evening entertainment for the, for all the family. So some nights it would be bingo, some nights there would be cabaret singers and dancers, that kind of stuff. And one night there was some pro wrestling that just happened to be there. So they've got a ring on a stage, and then tables and chairs around to watch. And it was, um, it was fascinating to see it live because it was very different from the TV. It wasn't as big budget. It wasn't as uh, as shiny and bright and everything. But it was still a lot of fun. And you had these big burly men you know beating on each other for minutes at a time the british wrestling scene um particularly in the olden days a lot of them was based on rounds so like having boxing so that was something to get used to as well because i was so used to watching the wwf style which is just one fall for the most part this was like several three minute rounds with falls in so that took a little bit of adjusting but it was still cool to see it live and then i went to a couple more shows um in the local area just kind of small um, I guess like gyms, gymnasiums, leisure center type things with just a couple of hundred people, no real names on display, but uh, I, I kind of got the the bug from there. So, in and at the time, it wasn't known as independent wrestling for me. That wasn't a term I was familiar with. It was just live wrestling in the area that I could afford uh, and go to see and then tell all my friends about. Right, I hear you. So, um, other than obviously, you just said that you weren't a big fan of WCW. But were there any other promotions you were watching? I know from like back then, obviously with the the acquisition of WCW, a lot of different promotions have popped up since then, like TNA, Ring of Honor, PWG, obviously uh, ICW and stuff like that. Were you watching any other promotions? Certainly as I got older, yeah, so we, as we get into the sort of 2000s and 2010s, I became more aware of, of other promotions. I'd been reading about them for years, uh, reading a lot about the Japanese style of wrestling. ECW, I, I caught an occasional episode 
like late at night on some of the cable channels. Um, so that that was an interest of, of mine as well. But as as uh, WCW faded away, and like you said, TNA Impact became a thing. That was another promotion I got into as well. Um, and then I started trying to find some of the old like documentary style things. So learning about the history of ECW and WCW and getting into a little bit of the Japanese wrestling as well in, in later years. But uh, I thought for a while that, that TNA Impact was a really, really good alternative to, to WWE. WWE has always been kind of my number one promotion, but there's been times when I found it difficult to watch because it just doesn't have the same aura that it once had. You know, maybe stars move on or storylines are not quite as strong as they, they are. So you, you kind of look for that alternative. And I think TNA Impact was that alternative for a, for a good while. And um, when I was uh, familying with my, my wife in Florida back in 2010, I was able to go to a, a TNA pay-per-view at uh, Universal Studios, which was a really cool experience as well. And then my my cousin, my best friend, he's a huge, huge wrestling fan like myself. So we would spend all our days and nights talking about wrestling. Even to this day, we message each other, and it's always about wrestling. That's just what we, we talk about. So he kind of got me into some of the more uh, independent wrestling promotions and particularly uh, New Japan as well. So we've watched quite a few at New Japan shows together online as well. Nice. So I'm going to just segue a little bit. Are you excited about Forbidden Door? I am, yes. I was I was a bit unsure a few weeks ago, but now some of the matches are starting to be announced. It's looking really good already. So I, I think that's yeah. going to be a hell of a show. So speaking of that, the big thing, all in, AEW is hosting an event. Um, I believe it's in August. They're going to be hosting Wembley Arena. Did you get tickets? Wembley Stadium. Um, I did not get tickets. I really oh. wanted to go. I knew they were coming. And when I heard it was going to be Wembley Stadium, I'm thinking, wow, that is a big, bold move by Tony Khan. Because that is, you know, it's a 90,000 90, seat stadium. It's the biggest stadium in the UK. That's going to take some filling. And I think by all accounts, they're doing a really good job of ticket sales. But they didn't announce the date straight away. And then when the date was announced, it's my son's birthday. And um, oh. as much as I love wrestling, I can't miss my son's birthday for a wrestling show. So um, any other day of the year, I would have jumped at the chance of getting tickets. But uh, uh, Tony chose the one day that I'm unavailable, unfortunately. Uh, well, there's always the pay-per-view. There's like different like um, streaming services where you can watch wrestling. Like I know I recently subscribed to like IWTV, but there's like so many different streaming platforms you can watch this stuff back. And it's, I got to say, it is like an amazing feat to watch, especially as like how long you've been a wrestling fan. Like to see like some of the promotions come and go and then obviously see like, so much happened like AEW is like relatively like almost five years old and here they are doing Wembley Stadium and I think they announced more tickets but like it's just really interesting to see it is it's, it's fascinating AEW is um is a success story that probably took everyone by surprise and I think there's there's a lot of criticism for it out there some some I agree with some I don't and uh, you know it's sometimes it's cool to uh, say bad things about the new cool thing that's on on the block, but I think generally they do a good job. Um, you know, some some of the 
wrestlers they've got featured I maybe wouldn't say are my favourites, but they've got some really good talent on their roster. So I'm I'm intrigued to see where they go from here. And um, you know, there's there's certain people returning very soon that uh, I think mm-hmm. adds even more interest to the product. That's for sure. Um, but uh, I think they came around at a really good time in my fandom. So obviously they started 2019. That's the time when I was kind of really getting bored of WWE, to be honest. And it was it was the first time that I actually stopped watching for an extended period of time because I just couldn't get into the shows quite as much as I used to. So I took a maybe three month break from from Raw and SmackDown just to just to clear my head because it just felt like it was the same thing every single week. And there was nothing to really care about. And then this new promotion came along and out straight out of the gates, I thought they did a great job. Been a bit of a roller coaster ride for me, my fandom with AEW. I think there was particularly during the pandemic era, some some of the shows were mm-hmm. a little bit on the disappointing side. They took some creative decisions that maybe I wouldn't agree with, but I'm just a fan of what do I really know? You know, uh, there's many other millions of people out there that I'm sure enjoy it. So you can't just cater to my to my needs. But uh um I think they're they're doing a good job and it's it is still a very exciting time to be a wrestling fan, that's for sure. So going into that, you um, kind of touched on my next question. So there was like a time, like I want to say right when I moved out of my parents' house, because me watching wrestling, my history is like watching it with my family. So like I would often like watch Monday Night Raw and SmackDown with like my brothers, my mom, and it was like kind of like this thing. And then all of a sudden I move out and then like my interest kind of wanes because I'm not watching it with my family so I can't enjoy it. So it also kind of took like a couple of deep dives. And then like in 2013, I got back into it because of the shield. And then that kind of ran its course when they broke up. Wasn't really watching it. And then like tried to like on and off watch it. Then I was thinking, I was thinking to myself, this was also right around the time AEW comes uh comes out. They also announced NXT is gonna be on television. And I told myself, oh, I'll immediately start watching back then. Never did. Took a year off again. Then the Royal Rumble happens, Edge comes back, and that was a whole big thing. Uh took time off of that. And then like the pandemic happened, obviously, and then all of a sudden these layoffs happen. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I'm I'm good. And then they changed NXT and the format of NXT. And then I completely stopped watching. So yeah. was there also a time? So you already answered there was a time you took off, but uh do you still watch the product now? So NXT, the changes you referred to, um, I've just not got back into it since. Though you no, know, there was a time, particularly sort of I would say 2016 through 2019. NXT was the best wrestling show on every week, consistently. Just, you know, classic matches every week, really good storylines, really good characters. Everything about it was was fantastic. Uh, Raw and SmackDown got a bit a bit dull, but NXT was consistently delivering. And I think the, the mistake they made was trying to compete with AEW. They should have just continued doing what they were doing. They didn't need to worry about AEW, regardless of who wins the ratings and, you know, the Wednesday night war, as they called it. It wasn't a war. It was, you know, just happened to be two shows going on at the same time. They just needed to focus on their own thing because everything they were doing, I think, was was incredible. So when they made the changes, NXT went downhill. I've never really got back into it since. I've, uh, I keep an eye on results. I keep an eye on certain matches. You know, I'm a, a fan of uh, Ilya Dragunov. I think he's tremendous. I think uh, 
Donovan Dijak is uh, is a wasted opportunity. I think he should be on the main roster in a higher position, but I think he's got some potential. I'd have liked to have seen more out of Tyler Bates. I think when he burst onto the scene as a what 19-year-old back in 2017, I thought he had big plans, and now he just seems to be stuck in the crowd. So it's difficult to get back into that. Raw and SmackDown is... I watch, don't necessarily pay close attention to every week. Particularly Raw, I think it's a little bit formulaic. You know what's going to mm-hmm. happen. It's going to start with a long promo, then it's going to go to an ad break, and then a match breaks out. They'll fight for two minutes, go to an ad break. And it's just, it's finding that reason to care, I think, that is that is quite difficult. Uh, with AEW, I tend to watch Dynamite, not necessarily Rampage. Um, I think the, the quality of Rampage has been pretty poor in comparison. Uh, but I, I do keep up with, with everything that's going on. And outside of that, I don't follow New Japan closely, but I do keep my eyes peeled for any certain matches or, or angles or anything that, that pique my interest. But it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in my late 30s now. I've got a family. It's difficult to find the time when there's just so much wrestling content out there. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, I do agree with that. Like, who would have thought, like, a couple of years after everything that happened in, like, 2001, 2002, you'd have so much wrestling going on. Like, Mondays is Raw, Tuesdays is NXT, Wednesdays is Dynamite, Thursday, now you have Ring of Honor, and then Friday you have SmackDown, and then now you're going to have Saturday with this, like, AEW collision show, and then on top of that, the wrestling shows that happen on the weekends, it's like it's like a full week of wrestling. And it's it's, uh, it's a wrestling it's, fan's it's, dream it's in many ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like kind of hard to find the time to watch all of this. So when I started getting into it, I ended up when I was 12 and like right around 11, 12 years old, I initially had friends who were into wrestling and then eventually like they stopped watching. Then I hit high school and I was like right around like 14, 15, 16 uh, between like that age when I was watching wrestling and I remember my friends, we would always watch Monday Night Raw, go back to school and then talk about everything we uh, saw and like talk about like all of our favorite matchups, dream matchups. So do you still have friends that uh, watch wrestling or anybody in your like close circle that still watch it? Yeah, there's a, there's a handful of people that um, I know from either work or my, my best friend from, from childhood. Uh, we still we still talk wrestling on a regular basis. I've got uh, a couple of colleagues that we talk wrestling. You know, he tends to have a more casual fandom than me, but he, he watches the big shows. And then in the last what eighteen months or so, I went to a, a house show with a, a couple of former colleagues. Um, one of my friends from Brazil had never been to a WWE show before, so it was in town. I said, "Well, come on, let's get some tickets and go." And this was kind of just as the pandemic was coming to an end, so there was still a bit of uncertainty around live events and things. So um, we went with our masks just to be on the safe side. And it turns out we didn't need to worry because no one else was wearing a mask, but there's only maybe three, 4,000 people there. It was, it was kind of a half full arena show, but it was really cool for him to see that for the for the first time. But yeah, it's still, uh, it's still a conversation piece amongst a kind of a handful of my friends, but the pro- the person I probably speak to most about it is my dad. Um, he, um, he remembers world of sport from way back in the sixties and seventies. He doesn't follow wrestling. He's not a, um, a fan as such, but he likes watching occasional big matches. Like at the moment 
he will watch anything that involves Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. Anything else he doesn't care about, but he'll watch any matches with those, either of those involved. Yeah, my mom's kind of my mom's kind of the same way. Like, I feel like most of my family like has stopped watching WWE, and now we're just fully into AEW. But we keep um, we keep like track and kind of keep uh, in the loop when it comes to like the WWE product and everything. But my mom, she doesn't watch Dynamite on a regular. But like, if there's ever an event going on, like we're going to the collision show and then the 21st show in Chicago and she's not really in depth or like in the know but like she kind of she's very excitable so like whenever anything big happens she's like oh my god this is happening and I got my co-worker into watching um not watching it but attending the events whenever we go to Chicago and she loves it she um I feel like a lot of people now that I'm around are kind of like lapsed fans so like they used to watch them when they were younger, stopped watching, and now they're like just now getting back into it. I think that's quite a common theme. I've uh, there's a photo of myself from maybe 25 years ago that's on Facebook somewhere of me and about seven or eight of my friends all doing the the DX crotch chop in the playground, and I think I'm the only one in the photo who probably still follows wrestling to this day. So I think that's that's quite a common thing. It was it was huge. Over here, back in, like I said, in the Attitude Era, you know, at one point I think it was even more popular than Premier League football on on the Sky Sports channels, which is insane to think about when you think how huge Premier League football is worldwide, and particularly here in mm-hmm. the UK. But it does, it there does seem to be a, a bit of that kind of lapsed fan um, mentality, or you know, I, I don't know if if you get the same thing, but a lot of people when you tell them you're a wrestling fan. They kind of look at you like, oh, well, isn't that for kids? Like, why are you still watching it? That kind of attitude that people have. And I think it's because maybe as a child it was for children, but then, you know, I never grew out of it when maybe other people did. But, um, yeah, you kind of sometimes get those looks of, oh, that's that's nice. You know, you you, you can enjoy your cute thing that's for children and we'll do grown-up things. Me, not necessarily, because I think the reason why is because if I was like living in any other like city probably but since I live in Chicago and Chicago has like kind of big history when it comes to like professional wrestling like we have like multiple promotions it's a very big like sports themed town so obviously it may not be as big as like football and like basketball and baseball here but like I think being here, I haven't really come across anybody that's like, oh, you still watch that? Like, how can you get into that? They usually are like, oh, so like WWE or like, oh, like, you know, like they'll bring up wrestlers from the 80s and everything like that when it was like big. And I think some of them are shocked that it's still actually around and that it's still a thing. But I haven't come across people that are like, oh, you're still watching that. How can you still watch that? And that like, I haven't come across that yet. But, yeah, that's that's quite common. Yeah. Maybe it's just um, a UK thing because obviously, um, people it's still referred to as American wrestling over here. You know, people don't always use the term pro wrestling as "oh, you like that American wrestling," um, not really realizing yeah, yeah. that it is a worldwide wide thing. But yeah, where I am in the UK, um, smallish town in the Midlands, there's uh, there's a bit of a wrestling scene. There is a there is a small company that operates shows 
on a regular basis nearby that I've been to a couple of. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's nothing like the scale of uh, of independent wrestling in the states. That's for sure. So um, going back to our original thing, um, who are some of your favorites? So when I started, guys like CM Punk, Jeff Hardy, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, those guys were kind of like my favorite. And, and as I started watching TNA, it was like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Frankie Kazarian, and then it just grew from there. And then eventually when the women's evolution sort of started, it was like, women like Paige and Lita and um, AJ Lee. And then now it's like Mercedes Monet and Sasha. Well, that's the same person. Mercedes Monet and like uh, Trinity and Bailey. And like now you got Ruby Soho and like other wrestlers. But so who were some of your initial favorites that you gravitated towards? So a lot of those same names I'm I'm fans of. Uh, going back to childhood, I mentioned Undertaker obviously as a character, but for for quality wrestling matches, I would go for a, a Bret Hitman Hart or a Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Owen Hart to an extent as well. I loved the feud between Bret and Owen back in the, the early to mid '90s. I thought that was just superb, and you know stands up to this day. As my my fandom evolved and time evolved, I got into I like The Rock particularly for his promos, not necessarily in ring, but then. The likes of Kurt Angle, he could just do everything. Uh, um, TNA, when I started watching that, like you, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe. I was a big fan of the Motor City Machine Guns, um, one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Probably don't get the love they deserve, but I think they were a tremendous tag team. And, and in recent times, you know, there's some there's some good wrestlers on on both rosters. I'm a fan of Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan slash Brian Danielson. I think in both companies he's done some tremendous work. Um, I like. Uh, you know, I like what Roman Reigns is doing now. It's um, he's an attraction. He's not necessarily, you know, bell to bell going to give you the best match every time, and it's a it's a rare appearance that he makes every so often. But I think as an attraction, he's tremendous. I'm a big fan of Okada, Will Osprey from from Japanese wrestling, and um, you know your your hometown boy CM Punk. I think um, everything he he does for me turns to gold. You know, it's. Um, there's a lot of interest around him maybe outside of the ring. But I think, you know, when you put a microphone in his hand, you put him in the ring, he delivers more often than not. So I'm I'm a big fan of, of everything that he does as well. All right. All right. Um, I got to say, some of my new favorites when I started getting into, like, Ring of Honor, like, I really like what um, Willie Mack is doing. I really like uh, the whole thing with, the Briscoes, I'm glad I, like, got into their stuff, like, a little bit before, like, Jay passed and everything, but, like, seeing their history and, like, obviously, it's amazing seeing Roderick Strong out in uh, AEW. I want to see more of what he can do because he's, like, amazing in the ring. And then, of course, I like everything that's going on with, like, the House of Black, even though not a lot of people are into the whole spooky wrestling type deal. I think individually, like they all bring something to the table, and it's really exciting to see. Yeah, some good names. That Ring of Honor uh, you mentioned, I don't think I've actually touched on that much, but I did um, watch that quite a bit back in the early 2010s. Uh, Kings of Wrestling were a, were an amazing tag team, obviously Claudio Castagnoli and Chris Hero. I thought they were tremendous. The Briscoes as well. You mentioned, you know, they will go down as one of an all-time greatest tag teams. Has to be said. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, just there's there's a lot out there. You know, there's there's a lot of people that maybe 
the mainstream audience are not familiar with, but hopefully they will become familiar with as they as they grow into big stars. But it's um, th there's a lot of unknowns or, or lesser knowns out there that are ones to watch. That's for sure. Most definitely. So last question as we begin to wrap this up. What are your thoughts on the current state of pro wrestling? Obviously, over the past, I want to say, not even, like, there have been times when, you know, there have been promotions to come up and, like, kind of challenge the status quo of, like, WWE and, like, challenge the, well, yeah, challenge the status quo of WWE, kind of give, like, a different option, give different, like, say, hey, you know, they may be the biggest, like, name here, but, you know, we have others that, like, are popping up. That was TNA at one point, obviously with the research, like the the rise of indie wrestling. And then even like when Ring of Honor was kind of out of commission, the hottest thing coming up was like GCW at the time and how they've kind of grown and become this like new, like big brand. And then obviously, excuse me, obviously you have AEW and then New Japan Pro Wrestling is starting to make waves again. And like seeing all these different like aspects of professional wrestling for different types of fans um, coinciding with this big name. Like what are your thoughts currently on like the state of professional wrestling as it stands now? So from the outside looking in, I think the business of wrestling is quite healthy. You look at the, the TV deals, the, the ratings, the money that's being banded around. You'd have to say the business is in a healthy position. There's, you know, many wrestlers making more money than ever before. I think when you look at it as a fan, um, from a creative standpoint, from a TV standpoint, from a live event standpoint, uh, I've got mixed feelings about it. I generally enjoy the product. I think there's certain aspects that don't resonate with me. Maybe as I'm getting a bit older and a bit grumpier, there's certain things that I just don't tolerate as much as I used to. But um, it's one of those things that when, when wrestling is done right, I think it's the best entertainment in the world. I think there is just so much for everyone that if it's done properly, it is tremendous. What what I don't always like, it's not necessarily the moves or the types of matches, because I like I like high-flying wrestling, I like hardcore wrestling, I like technical wrestling, I like brawling, whatever you want to call it. I'm, I like all styles. But if there's no reason to care, then there's no reason to watch. And it's more of a feeling. You know, I don't always care about what the moves are. It's what's the point of doing the moves? It's that, you know, that why am I watching? What What is the what is the thing that hooks you? And I think WWE for a long time has lacked that. I think they've been going through the motions. They've got a formula. They stick to it for the most part. Everyone kind of does the same thing. Everyone does the same in the same way. That can get a little bit, you know, stale. It's quite predictable at times. There's flashes of brilliance. I mean, you look at like the Bloodline storyline, for example. I think um, Seth Rollins is doing some great work right now, although I don't really understand his character. He uh, he dresses like a fool and gets the crowd to sing. Everyone seems to know, but he's he's tremendous bell to bell. And um, but it's it's that kind of it's a feeling. It's like what is it that makes me want to watch next week, or what is it that's going to hook me in or make me want to buy a ticket. Um, that's not always there for me, and that's where it's difficult to follow every show every week. So that's the bit that's missing. But that's that's just one old grumpy man's opinion. You know, maybe, maybe it's um, you know, I'm not I'm not one of those people who say, oh, they used to 
they used to do things better back in the old days. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think there's certain things that just don't stand up today and they should be left in the past. But I also think there needs to be a remembrance of what pro wrestling is and what it's for, which is uh, potentially being lost in certain quarters where, you know, it's 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 less of a athletic contest or it's less about characters and feelings and it's more just about sequences and spots. And that, for me, that's where I kind of get a little bit twitchy because I just think, you know, you're doing moves for the sake of doing moves. That's not a reason to care. So, you know, what is it that hooks me in? But I think generally the state of wrestling is positive. I think there's improvements that could be made and will be made. But um, there's there's no doubt that there's a lot of money. It's big business. So um, I guess they're doing something right, aren't they? Yeah, I do agree with you when. So I kind of started to be like a little bit more aware. Like, I feel like as you get older, you start paying attention to a lot more things. So a couple of things I've paid attention to, even though I don't watch the product as a whole, I do feel like when I was watching, there wasn't enough risks being taken or taken with like WWE as far as their product. It, like you said, it does feel like, like, I feel like the builds are not always solid. Like the reasons why so-and-so is feuding with so-and-so doesn't really make sense. And then you have the pay-per-view and then the match is great. Like the build is questionable, but once you get to the match, it's always going to like blow it out of the water. And I feel like that's not something they can always rely on. And I feel like they've gone to the well like a little bit too many times with that. Now, with that being said, my criticism of AEW sometimes is a lack of consistency or cohesion. Sometimes you'll have something like the biggest example right now is like Keith Lee and Swerve still haven't had their big blowout match. I kind of feel like this kind of feud has been going on for like maybe a couple of months now, even close to almost a year. And it hasn't really happened yet. There's no big blowout. Then now you're getting this, like, I think it's a six man or an eight man, I believe happening next week, but we still haven't gotten the big blowout match yet. So that's kind of like, but overall, I do agree professional wrestling now with professional wrestlers now having options to go about doing all these things and everything. I do appreciate what well, I appreciate, but I do love the fact that professional wrestlers have options. They're making a lot more money. Um, there's content for everyone. You don't always have to stick with the same thing. You can branch out. Do I wish the fandom could be a little less tribal? Do I wish like there was less tribalism? Absolutely. Who doesn't? I get it. You want to root for your like this is your brand, this is your brand, but you can root for you can root for these brands without disrespecting the other one or wishing this one would end. But that's kind of like my hangout. But other than that, I, I'm really enjoying everything that's kind of happening. It's um professional wrestling is a little less toxic as far as like when it comes to professional wrestlers, but the fandom, it could be better. I agree. I think uh, I don't think it's restricted to pro wrestling either. I think um, the age of social media has brought about that toxicity. You know, I, I see it in uh, I, I follow Formula One, and um, uh, I'm not sure whether you do or not, but Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, two of the biggest drivers in the world, their respective fans go at each other, and it's a minefield. 
and it's completely unnecessary. And I think you get that to an extent with WWE and AEW fans or people who claim to be WWE and AEW fans. Um, other areas of uh, other sports as well, you see that toxicity. And I think people, it's easy to hide behind Twitter or Facebook or whatever because it's not real life. So people can just get away with saying all kinds of, of terrible things. I think in, in the wrestling space, I think it's it's nice to have debate. It's okay to have favorites that other people don't like or for you to not like other people's favorites. It doesn't have to be a personal thing. It doesn't have to be an attack. I'll, I'll use the example of Kenny Omega. A lot of people would say he's the best wrestler in the world. And then a lot of people would say he's terrible. And um, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. I think he's pretty good. I, I enjoy his matches for the most part. I don't necessarily think he's the best. There's things that you know don't always resonate with me, but I don't think he's terrible either. So maybe I'm in a minority, but you mentioned Kenny Omega and it lights the touch paper and people start saying all kinds of things on either side of the fence. And I, I just don't understand it. You know, it's okay to have a different opinion. Sometimes it's okay to like what sort of other people don't and vice versa. So I completely agree with you about the fandom part. I think we don't have to like everything. We don't have to say that everything's fine and dandy, but that doesn't mean we can't support pro wrestling as a whole. Exactly. So, um, I've come to the end of this episode. It was great talking to you. Uh, was there anything you would like to plug, like your socials and everything like that? So, I will plug the Rating Room podcast. You know, we've been going for six months or so now. We've got maybe 30 episodes in the bag, maybe more. Um, but you can find us, uh, if you go to the ratingroom.com, we've got all our information on there. But we're on Twitter and Instagram and YouTube, TikTok, and I'm sure there's others that I'm missing this is where i need jay he's got all the information off his head but our handle is at the rating room hit us up on there if you want any information you want to chat about anything related to james bond which is our season one or just movies in general or if you want to bring wrestling into the conversation i'm more than happy to partake as well but at the rating room on on all the usual channels and uh thank you for having me Brittany. it's been great talking to you today absolutely can't wait to um maybe Sometime in the near future, we can do this again, maybe. Because, you know, professional wrestling is always changing. There's always something happening. So if something major happens, I'll definitely, like, contact you and say, hey, you want to talk about this? You want to talk about that? I'm always up for talking wrestling. I'll never say no to that. So, everyone, this has been the Status Alternative Podcast. My name is Brittany. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at roll underscore martyr underscore X. You can follow me on Twitter at status alternate one. That is status alternate one without the E. And I will catch you all in the next episode. And remember, stay alternative.